Welcome to another episode of By the Railside Podcast Movie Reviews. Uh, with me this week, we've got Jeff. Or by the Podside Railcast, but uh, yeah, I'm here. Did I say that? No. Okay. I good. said that. Oh, okay. And Jordan? <laughs> Buenos dias. Hey, not... that's on brand. Oh. We. Oui. Uh, a couple things. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at by Railside uh, for all the notifications of when we post and when we go live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash by the railside. This week, we reviewed Pan's Labyrinth, a Spanish film, which Jordan is going to tell us all about. I feel like I should have either learned Spanish or gotten a Spanish translation uh, for the the synopsis here, but we'll just go in English because that's the way the whole world should work. In 1944, Falangast, Spain, a girl fascinated with fairy tales, is sent along with her pregnant mother to live with her new stepfather, a.k.a. Captain Daddy, uh, a ruthless captain of the Spanish army. During the night, she meets a fairy who takes her to an old fawn in the center of the labyrinth which is on her stepdaddy's property. Uh, he tells her she's a princess, but must prove her loyalty by surviving three gruesome tasks. If she fails, she'll never prove herself to be the true princess and will never see her real father, the king, again. Yes, that is true. And uh, it's pretty good. I, uh, I enjoyed this movie, even though I had to read it. That was kind of annoying, but... It was uh, it was a good movie. Uh, the uh, the visuals in it were really nice. It wasn't pure CGI, um, which is really good. And the budget on this thing was actually only nineteen million, and that is actually is pretty impressive for the the quality of it. No idea. Like I'm so out of loop with movie budgets. I know like Endgame was like four hundred million. Uh, shit like that, but I don't know what the average uh, like movie budget in 2004, whenever this movie came out, was. Well, let's see. Does anyone have any idea? Um, well, someone looks that up, but yeah, the uh, I think that is actually like very, very low for a uh, for for a movie budget, and especially uh, coming from the the director that it came from, like Guillermo del Toro. Um, has done tons of like great films. One of the ones that I really enjoy is uh, Hellboy. Um, which he did. Oh, he did Hellboy. Yeah. Since the effects are kind of similar in certain areas, like the uh, the eyeball hand guy is pretty close to like the blue guy and shit like that in style. Yeah, he also did, uh, yeah, well, Hellboy, Hellboy 2, uh, Pacific Rim, and Blade 2, which really is the best one out of the Blade trilogy. I don't, it could be argued that the Blade Trinity is the best, because, of, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is just yeah. a delight in yeah. that film. Ryan Reynolds is, he's, he's Canada's sweetheart, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, who else do we have, really? We have... Justin Bieber, which if you didn't know him from his music career as a child, he just looks like a crack addict. Yeah. Like if I, if people were walking down the street and they saw him just sitting on the side of the road, no one would stop and be like, Hey, that guy's probably famous. They'd be like, man, 
We should give that guy 20 bucks for cheeseburger or something. Yeah. We got uh, Elliot Page. I don't know who that is. Formerly Ellen Page. Oh, yes. She's Canadian. He's Canadian? Yeah. Really? He's Canadian. Uh, Michael Sarah's Canadian. Yeah, Michael Sarah is just, he's a type of cast. I, I still, to this day, do not believe he's an actor. Yeah. I just believe he's <laughs> someone who showed up for like a tour of the Hollywood set and they just grabbed him and put him in the movie. Yeah. All of his movies. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. But out of, out of the two Ryans, Ryan Reynolds is just, you, you can't I take, beat him. I take Ryan Reynolds over Gosling because Gosling is too close to Goose and I don't trust Gooses. Yeah, Gooses are bad. Canadian Gooses are the worst. <laughs> Um, I, I did recognize, like, a lot of themes, and I don't know, because I've only seen, uh, two, like, Spanish-slash-Mexican movies, um, and I don't know, I, I, I need to look it up, because I don't know if chalk is, like, a, an underlying theme for, like, mystic stuff in, in, in that culture, because in the first movie that we ever did, the tigers are not afraid, the girl made wishes, three wishes using three pieces of chalk. And in this movie, she can use a piece of chalk, as long as it's unbroken, I'm pretty sure, uh, to draw doorways to go anywhere. Oh, she was able to do it with the one broken piece when she was running away from the guy with eyeball hands. That's true. But she couldn't do it on the wall. She had to do it on the roof. And then she used yeah, her fucking monster scary. strength to, like, hoist herself up. No fucking way. <laughs> There's no way. I mean... Kids have, like, a really weird strength-to-body-weight ratio, right? Like, there's a lot of shit that kids can do that adults just can't do. Like, kids can do these, like, fucking squat things where they, like, barely hover off the ground, like, a millimeter off the ground without even, like, breaking a sweat. An adult just tries to sit down wrong and they fall over, right? So That is true. But, I mean, this is, like, end of the, end of the end of World War II... Like, yeah. there's definitely not enough rations to go around unless you're with the the Nazis, which she might have been. Yeah, well, apparently this is a completely separate war from World War II. This is just the Spanish Civil War. It was a Spanish yeah. Civil War in 1944. That's a bad fucking year That's the year end of it. That's war. the end of it. Yeah, it went on for five years, and then that was the end of it. But you don't hear too much about it because Hitler takes the spotlight killing Jews. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you don't really, you hear, okay, these two people are fighting over a piece of land, or this guy gassed, like, <laughs> a third of a population <laughs> just because he didn't like them. Yeah. Couldn't get into art school, so I made the Jews go bye-bye. It's a classic problem. <laughs> That's actually how you can say that World War Two actually started. It was like a little boy was born with big aspirations of being an artist and then a more talented Jewish person got into school and he took revenge on all of them. That's why I'll never apply to art school. Don't want a chance to, you know? Because you don't want to end up like Hitler. I it's the only thing stopping you from being Hitler is art school. Yeah. I, I don't even care if, like, if I was the most artistically talented person on this planet, I still wouldn't do art. You know why? Because I don't want to be Hitler. I saw some of Hitler's paintings, and I was like, wow, those are actually really good. And then I found out Hitler did them, and I was like, I'm conflicted. Because <laughs> <laughs> how do you do Like, okay, yeah, he had talent. He could draw, he could draw a pretty picture, paint a pretty picture. But then there's that other thing he did. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. 
<laughs> not no, allegedly. No. <laughs> There's monuments <laughs> and shit. Um, so, uh, let's talk about the, the whole concept of, do you think it was just, because um, I know it's a, it's a mythical thing, but I feel like it was used as a way to more or less help the child it definitely is helping the child cope with whatever the fuck is happening in her family right now her her tailor dad and then all of a sudden grand marshal fuckwit what like also what's up with her mom forcing her to be like hey you call him dad like i don't want to i feel like the story is a lot darker to like oh my tailor father died in in due to the war and now my mom is marrying this captain. I feel like the reality of the situation is probably like, this captain and his men raided our village, killed my dad. He raped my mom. She got pregnant. And now I have to live with him. Yeah. Probably. But yeah, the, the whole story is very, very similar to uh, um, Tigers Are Not Afraid, which took a lot of um, inspiration from this film, right? basically just a child's escapism mechanism from the horrors of war and whatnot right um as for like the mother there's that's pretty common back then because like women are basically property still back then um you just do whatever it takes to make the father happy you call him whatever he wants just shut the hell up and fall in line right like yeah, she didn't really do a good job of that. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> with the maid, like the first time she met her, she's like, "We we gotta go back. You shouldn't be in the labyrinth. We should we should go see your father." And she's like, "Hey, he's not my dad. He's my stepdad. He's not my dad. He's not my dad." And yeah. she said it like nine times. She's like, "Okay, I think you made it clear." Yeah. And she's like on the download. She's like, "Don't say it." Yeah. He's a fucking arsehole. Yeah, she's still a rebellious kid, right? Which is still happens, but the mother's just like, "Please." I don't want to get beaten anymore. Just call him daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I feel like she was, I don't know how far along in the pregnancy she was. It seemed like they were uh, trying to play it off. Like she was a lot later on, like eight, nine months at that point, but yeah. she looked three or four, like the bump. Yeah. It wasn't that big, mm-hmm. but I guess it could just be like malnutrition from not being able to get rations because your country's fighting itself. Yeah, but she's on the winning side. Just kidding. Uh huh. Till the end, when everything gets fucked, it was that his that watch was like so like the pass down. He that dude was always checking his watch because it was his father's watch that he smashed um, just before he he died. He's like, so my son will know. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, here, my son, I'm gonna give you this watch, and I want you to tell him the time that his father died. <laughs> And then the maid Mercedes is just like, nah, nope, not telling him shit. He is not even going to know who the hell you are. Yeah. Why, why would you expect them to do that? Be like, hey, I know I'm like a, or a captain in this, this army that everyone fucking hates because there's no need for it. Um, but would you please tell my son about me? No. What fucking, like, what compensation do I get out of this? Hey, your dad, this is his name, Captain Fuckface, and he murdered a bunch of people, including, spoilers, a child. Give me my son. Whoa, whoa, no. whoa. Actually, no, he didn't even ask. He just sort of took the kid and then blasted her. Yeah. But it's fine. Yeah. That was her last test. She passed the test. 
We'll get... There was a lot of uh, weird assumptions made by the characters in this movie. Like, if you're fucking uh, Mercedes, you cut your way out of the bonds when you're about to get tortured. You stab the guy twice and then slash his face and run away. You know this guy. You know all the shit that's going to happen if there's even a remote chance you live. Why not just finish the fucker off and then leave? Like, and then do your slow walk away and hope no one notices you. Why just, like, cut him and then walk away? Like, why not kill the guy? I don't understand him. That's the difference between a trained soldier and a, a maid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soldier be like, but, okay, like, I'm gonna. This guy's got his back turned to me. I've got a knife. I'm gonna slit his throat. Done. She's just like, I'm gonna fucking poke you. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Like not being able to kill him in one step, but like not making sure he was dead before before she walked away. Like that's that's a hundred percent what I would do after seeing everything this guy's done. Seeing that this is what her brother's fighting for. That killing him could could help her brother and all this kind of stuff. She's just like, no, I'm going to slow walk into the woods after cutting him and just hope he's hurt enough. I just, I found that really, really bad. Um, yeah. Although I, I agree with the slow walking because the way I look at it is like, if I'm one of those evil henchies, I'm looking for things out of the ordinary. So, so a, a mm -hmm. random lady, like booking ass into the woods, suspicious, but a woman just like, casually walking in the woods maybe she's going to pick some herbs maybe she's going to get some mushrooms maybe she's going rabbit hunting yeah. you know i think yeah the, the slow walk's not a big not not as big of a deal i would just i fucking hated that she didn't kill him yeah that, that, that bothered me that just reminds me of like the i hate the expression like drive it like he stole it okay i'm driving three kilometers underneath the speed limit yeah i'm not getting yeah. caught like you're fucking oh which is which one's the stolen car? The one going one eighty down a fucking sixty road, or the guy going fifty eight? It was, <laughs> it was odd though because uh, when, uh, when he was torturing stuttering Sam, and he's like, "Hey, count to, if you count to three, I'll let you go." And then he, he's uh, stuttering Sam was just like, "What?" Uh, and looking at his henchman. and then he's like, "Don't look at him. Just like if I if I say to let you go, then will you question it?" uh france or whatever his name was and he's like nope wasn't even at all and then she starts walking away and then the first guy's like hmm he let her go that's weird hey hey lady and just <laughs> just didn't even let her question it yeah i was like what the hell that didn't follow it but maybe i think it was just a ploy because he knew that uh once uh uh once stuttering sam got to trez like he wasn't uh he wasn't going to be able to do it. Oh, Stutter and Sam was never going to get out. That that guy is just a torturing asshole. Even even if he said he was going to let Stutter and Sam out, he wasn't going to let him out even if he got it right. Oh, yeah. He'd probably be like one of those guys. Like, yeah, I'll set you free from your mortal chains. Blam, blam, blam. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is another thing that bothered me about the movie. What fucking caliber were all the guns? Because, like, I don't know if it's like, just Hollywood... Uh, movie magic, like every other fucking movie I've ever seen, it's always like someone gets shot and they're like fucking blown backwards. Yeah. But this movie, like a child gets shot and she just stands there like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, guns don't actually knock you around, right? That's In order for them to produce enough fucking force to knock you backwards with a, 
with a, a thing that bat, that small, it would have to knock you over when shooting it, right? It'd have to have the power of a rocket launcher. So yeah, if you get shot, you're just going to like fall down because of pain. You're not going to fall over, right? I would have liked it. But better. the game, or the, the game, the movie was very mixed with that. Sometimes if they got shot, they go flying other times like the uh the girl and the doctor they like barely reacted it was very hit or miss with that kind of stuff yeah and also I just, most of the guns were lugers yeah and I, I would just like more consistency or maybe like an explanation but that's just just me like looking for holes yeah like, that, that's just movie. hollywood bullshit right yeah there's at least some reaction but i guess like i've never well, I can't really say that. You've never been shot? No, I was going to say, I've never seen anyone get shot, but I've seen vi- lots of videos of people getting killed. Dude. I've been uh, shot with a paintball gun. That almost sent me flying. That you're was... your bitch. <laughs> Shit hurt. The paintball gun is different from a Luger, though. <laughs> paintball guns are designed to hurt. Same thing. Guns are designed to kill things. Yeah. It's all those 22s, little tiny... That's what I'm assuming, yeah. 22s or 9 mils. You gotta get that that fucking elephant cannon handgun. It's like an upgraded 50 cal. What about when the guy was (laughs) stitching up his own mouth? I thought that was... I mean, the explanation for that is there, because he offed the doctor like 10 minutes earlier in the movie, so they got no one else to do it. But more just the wound itself, it almost looked like it was... like. Like, when you cut yourself, like, you can see, like, the flesh. Like, it's not as... His was straight smooth. Like, the outside of his mouth was straight smooth when he was, like, stitching it up. It was like, there would be something in there. That thing would be bleeding like crazy. Yeah, it was almost like it was, like, cauterized, like, sealed off. And then it didn't bleed anymore. Until he chugged some booze like a moron. Yeah. (laughs) Got my face slit open. Don't even tilt my mouth the opposite direction. Just let it flow. And then get mad because the alcohol hurt me. And then immediately pour another shot because I'm mad and I need a drink. (laughs) What did you think of the uh, Mercedes reaction when uh, he was basically telling her that he knew she was the inside guy? If this torturing psychopath comes up to you and is like, hey... The uh, gorilla unit has an insider. Happened to have a key that you had. Uh, think it's uh, think anything suspicious about that? You just gonna say good night, sir, three times in a row? Like, oh yeah. Her fucking reaction was so bad. Just no, good night, sir. Okay, have a good sleep. Okay, good night, sir. Like, yeah. not trying to defend yourself, deflect nothing. Just nope. Good night. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like at that point, and especially with that character, because if if you question him, that's that's a lashing or a, a luger to the shin. Whereas she was just trying to get the fuck out of there. Like, okay, I know I'm caught. This is not good. I need to leave this room before he puts his luger up my bum hole and squeeze the trig. <laughs> Please, no the butt hole. The he's, he's bad, hot, hot, spicy. Okay. Before I go into more things that bothered me about this movie, the best part about this movie was the frog deflating. Yeah. Holy shit, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty sure frogs have more insides than just their stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was a magical, like, big-ass bullfrog, 
They've got at least four legs. Two of them are fairly big. Yeah. But no, just got to just like a fucking balloon. <laughs> I've seen frogs go inside out because when uh, I was little, I was an asshole. Turn them inside out. Yeah. I used to pin them up on fucking thorn trees and throw them over hydro lines. I was a real asshole. Anyways, I, lost, uh... I lost an art competition. <laughs> That's why it doesn't paint anymore. <laughs> um, but the sound that thing made, the stomach coming out, oh, that that whole scene was hilarious when it was dying. The before that, the sounds it make made when licking were like really over the top and unnecessary. But when it was dying, that that was the that was the top end of the movie for me. I loved it. <laughs> that was actually uh uh Guillermo del Toro making those he did the noises for the frog. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Commitment. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You know what noises I didn't like though? Every time the fucking fawn was in the scene and they're just like, We wanna make sure people know he's a nature creature, so he's made out of wood. We're just going to have creaking tree sounds, even if he's not moving at all times. Yeah. That was really annoying. It was his heart beating. I hate it. Crack. It was, uh, yeah. What else? We had a, we should, we should change our, the way we format these things. We should start with the good stuff. No. No? Okay. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> you can't do a transitions and we've accepted that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so but what about <laughs> like my impression it's it's hard to do i don't know maybe we should script it i feel like just don't best. start four different sentences just go with one it's solid real hard to do. I, my brain goes too quick don't I can't. okay don't hey, start if, speaking hey, what you guys think of <laughs> don't start speaking before you know what you're gonna say think about it beforehand like when you see me over here blank stare i'm thinking of things to say <laughs> I like right figured. now, this is all pre-planned. I've been thinking about this for months. <laughs> I just figured you were just looking at me, just to be like, "Hey, how's, why is he saying all that dumb shit?" I'm just trying not to laugh because, like, I noticed it very early on, and it's been very hard for me not to go, like, to bring it up. Yeah, it's and okay. Now you're gonna notice it. You're gonna like be halfway into the fourth sentence, and then you, fuck, <laughs> he was right. <laughs> no, I know I do it. What are some of the good things that you liked about this movie, Zach? Name four. Name four? Four! Oh, four. I'm going to have to work on this one. Not you, Jeff. You get two. Je- Zach yeah, I know, four. but I want to have my, my own. I, I want my own four. Uh, yeah. The, the effects. Um, I liked it that it wasn't all CGI. Um, it had like a lot of practical effects and makeup effects. Even though, Christ, that fucking skin and bone eye seeing hand monster was uh terrifying um what else uh just the settings in general the the clothing the the costumes everything like that were very time um what's the word appropriate time appropriate, appropriate. yeah um uh, accurate yeah um I like at the end how it uh, just before he got shot, he came around the corner and this little girl's just seemingly talking to nothing. So you can tell like this was her way of coping with everything that happened throughout the whole thing, like in order to deal with it. 
Um, it, it sort of just tied it in at the end. Other than that, you just sort of thought it was just a weird mixture. Maybe at nighttime, this this just happens it, like it does in some other fantasy films. Um, uh, oh, and uh, I hated the mother, so it's very relatable. <laughs> How about you, Jeff? <laughs> Segway off that topic. What are your two uh, good things about this movie? Uh, I love the frog, so there's that. Um, one thing I did like was how they uh, um, they didn't show a lot of the underworld, but to me, the underworld and other realms and whatnot are supposed to be very foreign, right? So her first experience with it is the large bug thing that she calls a fairy and it's obviously not something well obviously there's things around here that look like that it looks kind of like a pregnant but anyways um she doesn't know what to make of it so her mind molds it into something more relatable from her books when that's when it turns into the humanoid fairies i thought that was really cool taking the abstract the unknowable of the underworld and turning it into something knowable right i thought that was good the second task, the setting, the whole just like super creepy eye guy. I really like that. Uh, I'm big into like horror and creepiness and shit like that. I thought that was really good. Um, the ending with the, the little girl being killed, I thought really tied the movie together because nothing in this movie to me said a happy ending. The, the tasks were all really weird. Like, even in the first task, she's killing a giant mythical frog. The second task, she barely escapes from, like, this weird fairy-eating thing, right? Like, nothing in this movie said happy, and I'm glad they didn't try and give it a happy ending. I thought that was much more appropriate the way they went. And the realism of, like, this movie's just, like, about a kid that's trying to cope with trauma and whatnot, right? And I found the ways they did it, even though they took like a, a fantasy approach to it. She's seeing all these things, talking all these things. What she did still ended up being very much what a kid does. Like she's rebelling against her parents and whatnot by getting good clothes muddy, by hiding stinky shit under her mom's bed, right? Like she's doing stupid shit because that's all she knows how to do, but framing it as like this big fantasy, she's trying to save the world thing, right? I thought all that was really well done. Yeah, I also thought it was a good note of like the imagination of kids because especially at that age like you're not going to fully understand that your mom is sick, right? So you're going to try and come up with an answer uh, for the problem like that you have no idea what's actually going on. Even the doctor didn't know 100% what was going on. Um, so you're like, yeah, I just got to put this baby yam in a bowl of milk, a couple of drops of my blood and it'll make mom better. Although it did for a while, which I thought was weird because they never gave an actual medical explanation, as far as I know, um, for her like just randomly getting better. Other than, I'm assuming, bed rest because that would make the most sense. Yeah, sometimes antibiotics just work, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I like the, at the end, um, I, don't, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to say I liked when the girl got shot. But I thought it was uh, it was a good way to round out the characters because, like as you were saying, like throughout this entire movie, you could definitely tell it was not heading towards a happy ending for her. Um, maybe a happy ending for the freedom fighters or rebellion gorillas. I don't know what you want to call them. I called them gorillas in all my notes. 
Yeah, I just I don't know why I just find the word gorilla funny because like people are like oh there's gorilla fighters in the forest and I'm just picturing like a bunch of gorillas with armor on. Hell yeah. But yeah, I thought it was very good the ending because it it sh- it reached the natural conclusion that a lot of people would assume from the very beginning of the movie, which is this guy is going to kill her or or is the cause of her death. Because, like, the, the entire movie, it starts out with them being driven out to a random shack in the middle of fucking nowhere instead of a, a city. Um, so she's completely isolated with this brand new human being who she has no idea. And she's being told by her mother, be like, no, this is your dad. Please call him dad. Please don't make the mistake of not calling him dad. <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, in that scene with the, uh... With the pale guy, uh, with seeing eye hands, um, in the in the <laughs> background is uh, uh, the fireplace is actually shaped like uh, anglerfish, and so it's mm-hmm. sort of it symbolizes because how the anglerfish has that little light or whatever at the front. Yeah. Like so, the whole display is used to tr- sort of entice small children because this thing eats kids according to all the pictures throughout the, the thing, um, to eat the, to eat the fruit. And I'm assuming, shouldn't it have been like the fruit I would think would want to make them drowsy instead of being able to run away? But maybe it's because she only had like a little grape. Or yeah, because just... it... I don't know. The... Sorry, go ahead, Jordan. Well, I was just going to say, like, it, it, it never really goes into huge amount of details of like what this guy's plan is. I'm assuming it's more along the lines of like, once kids find this place, they never find the exit. Um, also, I don't know if it said anywhere that he eats them, because according to the walls, he stabs them and eats them. Not eat, yeet, with a oh, Y. Okay. Yeah, because the one child he like just stabbed in the stomach, and the other one he just was like throwing above his head. Oh, well, I took it the same way Zach did, that he was like <laughs> tipping his head back and was going to like swallow it. Oh, but, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And I, um, I just, the kid, why eat the grapes? You got three fucking fairies flying at your face, giving you obvious signals like, hey, don't do that. And you're like, but they're purple seedless. Because she was told not to, right? This is part of her, her growing up, her rebellion, not doing what her mother tells her. That's, that's like a big part of her like story arc thing, right? Yeah. Don't it's eat. just, it's literally just rebelling preteen is, is a her entire character arc basically <laughs> so that's the whole point of the movie is if you rebel against your parents and eat grapes from strangers your stepdad's gonna shoot you in the back uh stomach but yeah went out the oh, back where the grapes are yeah <laughs> no more grapes for you those bitches gone <laughs> so that's two shots with the luger pop pop one for each grape did he pop her twice i would hope so Everyone else once. in the movie, he he popped twice because you gotta make sure they're down. Yeah. Okay, so this time it wasn't about killing her; it was just making making sure she knows not to fuck with him. <laughs> Last four people I shot in the stomach didn't die. Those were adult men, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> An eleven-year-old girl. Or ten. I don't know how old this girl actually is in the movie. I have no idea. Uh, I just did a quick Google search, and the pale man is what he's called, and he does eat the children. Yummy. More tender. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. They're probably not as um, tough as well. Uh, before we go uh, too far else, there's one more negative thing I want to bring up because I'm negative Nancy. When you bring up something in a story, a movie, anything like that, most of the time the viewers or the readers expect a certain payoff. And we got that with a lot of things in this movie. The knife with uh, Mercedes always showing her tucking it into her her waistband so that you always knew she had a knife on her. Something was going to happen with that. They had two weird payoffs. Well, they're kind of connected, so I'll go with one weird thing that did not have a payoff whatsoever. They made this big deal about only taking two drops of the Scooby Snacks or whatever the fuck it was. It was basically an anesthetic as far as I could tell um for the mother so then they had an unnecessary tension scene of the kid putting the piece of chalk on the table so that her father or the captain i don't know if this was intentional so that it would distract him from his tequila and he'd walk away so then she could then drug the tequila with this sleepy juice And then the sleepy juice doesn't actually do anything to stop him at all whatsoever because he couldn't have shot her anyways because she was holding the baby and he could have killed the baby. So like the whole circle with the drugging, the tequila, the the sleepy juice, no more than two drops, all that kind of stuff. There was no payoff to that whatsoever because in the end he just walked up, took the baby and shot her anyways. Like. That was such a weird thing to focus on for me. And that whole like tension with the chalk on the table scene seemed super unnecessary. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it seemed like the chalk was like a bit of a fuck up on her end. Like, I don't know why you would ever put your door down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, the the sleepy juice and the tequila also bugged me because like how many how many drops did she put in? Like 60. Okay, um, you would think it would knock him the fuck out. Although I can't remember exactly, like I think it was along the lines of uh, the doctor saying that it was to help the mother sleep, not to like get to mm-hmm. sleep. So maybe it was just once you're out, you're out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that didn't really make any sense. Although it might have just been like a like a last ditch effort, and it might have helped her uh, get as far away as she did. So instead of like having mercedes find her in the compound and with her brother and be like hey we're the rebels we got to get out of here we're going to keep you safe now um she actually had the time to to run into the labyrinth to get off because mm-hmm. yeah that, I, she would have never I, made it back I, to the uh her, her kingdom or whatever the fuck yeah it was supposed to slow him down which is great and all but the guy had already been stabbed twice and had his face cut off right like if if you really needed something to to slow him down, just have had him shot or stabbed in the leg or something. I really don't understand the the like focus. That that that's just me though. It, it's it's not a huge deal. It doesn't ruin the movie or anything. It's just a weird section that had no payoff whatsoever for me. It could also just be that to a kid, it might have seemed like to an adult. Maybe it was actually just liquid form of like melatonin where. I take two of those and I'm like, I'm a little sleepy. Okay. What if I had like the entire bottle? I'd be like, okay, I'm really tired. 
um what a kid would see that be like okay those are sleeping pills like you take one of those you're fucking you chew it you're out yeah so she was hoping for like this big magical thing where i can i can get away and then he starts running after she's like this shit don't fucking work (laughs) (laughs) um i also don't know why the doctor just left it there like or wait no the doctor did the doctor save the wife no, or, his doctor, no, his doctor saved the baby, but was that before he got killed? No, no, he he got shot, and then they came running because she because oh, what ended up happening? He killed the doctor. She went into labor. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, but no, because he was inside for some reason already. Before or like after he killed the doctor, he went inside for. Oh, to compare the uh, the vials. How the fuck? No, okay, so the doctor oh, was, was seeing uh, Stutter Sam. Yeah. And then he gave him the juice. Yeah. But before that, Captain Dickwad took a little vial out, put it in his pocket from Doc's doctor box, then went to go check it inside, then came back out, and then I'm pretty sure he clapped the doctor because the doctor killed the guy, or mercied yeah. him. And then on and the then way out, Ophelia, saw... no, Ophelia ran outside to come get her dad because mom's vagina was bleeding. No, that was her vagina bleeding was a different time. She just screamed for help. Mm-hmm. She, he, on his way out to to go and eventually killing the doctor, he found her underneath the bed because she had dropped the tray, and then yoinked her out of the bed. Picked, took the mandrake out from underneath the bed, gave it to the mom, be like, "Hey, the fuck's wrong with your daughter?" This is ridiculous. Why is there this stink below the bed? And then the the mom hucked the mandrake into the fire. Mandrake, ah! Oh, and then, yeah. then she was just like, ah! And then he had to run back in because he's like, oh, my wife's having the baby. I fucking killed the doctor. <laughs> Gotta get that kid out. Yeah, so. that, and then he, he told the, the, um, the guard to get the... Uh... I forget what they called him, but basically an army surgeon is what, what they uh, called in. It was a completely different doctor for the uh, um, delivery. Yeah. And then she died. You know what I would have liked, though? Since the uh, the ba- the mandrakes are obviously supposed to represent, like, little babies and whatnot. If her throwing it into the uh, fire had killed the baby instead of her. If it had caused her to miscarriage. So killing the mandrake root that was saving her killed it. The baby. That would have been interesting. Yeah. I the... think but the movie would have just been way shorter because then Captain Dickhead would be like, well, you didn't give me my son, so I'm going to put this knife in your belly and luger in your butthole. But then the foreshadowing earlier on wouldn't have worked when she was like, hey, that's you and that's me, but who's the little boy? And the, the father was just like, uh, don't worry about that. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's very true. I didn't think about that, about the uh, the third thing on the rock. Yeah, which ended up being uh, when she, for those who are still listening, uh, when she grabbed the, her, her little brother after doping her dad and then ran in and the, uh, the fawn was just like, hey, I need the blood of the innocent. Just a little, you know, just a little prick and then it'll be okay. You don't have to, I'm not going to full-on kill him so just just pass him on and she's like no i'm not doing that and then she got shot and because of her sacrifice she went to 
rejoin her father and mother in the kingdom of the underworld, which had a lot of sunlight. It's, yeah, it's not the dark world, it's the underworld. It's like the hollow earth. Yeah, theory. it was the sunlight, sunlight that made her... <laughs> it's the sunlight that made her lose her memory in the first place. So that's yeah. kind of odd. Unless yeah, they just have really, really bright lamps. Yeah, they got LEDs. They had installed yeah. the year before she came back. <laughs> Power <laughs> yeah. saving, and they're brighter. Um, now... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I'll, I'll segue this later. It was just bothering me again. Like, the sleepy juice. It should have had way more of an effect because it went directly into the bloodstream because of the cut on his fucking mouth. Maybe because it takes a while because he's a he's a he's a juice head, you know, like he he's de- he's on roids. So yeah, but I feel like metabolism is a little bit rougher. Alcohol goes the, through your system pretty quick, and the, and if it goes weak, right in your bloodstream, wife. metabolism doesn't matter. It's not being me- metabolized. Maybe because he's already hammered. That was one previous shot. I don't know. Yeah, but that went right to the bloodstream, remember? Because he's an idiot. I also think it could just be like maybe he was bleeding out too much. <laughs> like maybe that's why he was just fucking stuttering all over the place. Because the only wound we saw him get healed was the one he was on his face that he sewed up himself. Everything else was still bloody as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he's just bleeding out too much. It's like, haha, your sleeping drugs won't have an effect on me because I'm already dead. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. I just needed to get that out. It didn't make sense to me. Uh, sorry, I started reading something. I'm trying to see exactly what the um, sleeping juice is supposed to be. Is it just like a sleep aid or what it is? But I can't really find it. Uh, now, if you were this child, okay, you are being taken out into La La Land. You see what you call a fairy, even though it's a big bug. And then... At night, this big bug that you found in the woods is in your room and transforms into an actual fairy in front of you. Okay, let's assume that this actually happened and you're not sleeping. Do you follow it? As a child? Oh, yeah, 100%. No doubt in my mind. Even even as this age, I'm pretty sure I would. Yeah. What about you, Zach? Um... No, I'm not. I, I'm not following nothing. Wow, homophobic much? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I've watched too many movies that where you just end up like you follow the weird thing and then you die. So that's where you, you got to do your research. So like on the way, because I have a fucking kick-ass data plan. So on the way into the 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 death forest. I'm going to do research on what I'm following. So if it's a fairy, I know. I'll accept their hospitality, but I have to return it and never eat or drink anything that they offer. Because as soon as you do, you're their slave. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Unless you're Tinkerbell. I follow Tinkerbell. You perv. She had a fat ass. (laughs) No, she didn't. She was like two inches tall. (laughs) Damn, that's a fat ass. What is that? You got the size of a pea? Yeah. Now, okay, so me and Jordan have followed the fairy. Jordan, do you then force feed a frog rocks? Yeah. I mean, nowadays, I probably wouldn't. Um, If it was a huge frog like that, maybe. 
But if it was just a regular frog nowadays, no. As a child, 100% I would have. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, like, it all depends. Because, like, maybe that was just a legitimate frog that she found underneath that tree. Fucking huge. And she just, like, shoved a bunch of rocks inside of it. It all depends on, like, the size of the frog and if I'm on a mission from God. Like, <laughs> if I'm on the mission to get my godhood back. Oh, I don't give a fuck about the size of the frog. There's going to be rocks in it. Probably more than three, because I want to make sure this shit gets done. Um, but if I'm not, I'm not going to be like, okay, I'm in a tree, and I got three rocks in my hand, and there's a frog in front of me. I'm not going to put together that I need to make this frog eat these rocks. Yeah, Little me would have definitely done it. Little me, now, I feel like, would have just picked up the frogs and probably relocated them. Or just, you probably just hucked the rocks yeah. at the frog. Yeah, yeah. Think... no, huck the frogs at the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I would have done. Uh, now, rock. now, theoretically, stage two comes, or uh, event two, and you end up in Creep Lord's mansion. And you're looking around, and all the fucking things show Creep Lord eating children. Do, do you eat the grapes? <laughs> When I was a kid, probably not. Now, fucking go for it. Would you have finished the grapes? That's the actual key. I would have just, ran around the table like playing. Just, shoving just, like just chipmunk them. Yeah. He's going to stand up, finally get his eyes in his hand. He's going to look at me. <laughs> I'm going to have 74 grapes. Just like. Okay. <laughs> chubby bunny with grapes over here. Yeah, but only Dude. as an adult. If I was a kid, I'd just get out of there. What was your record? uh 34 or 35 i believe oh. and that's not like the tiny green ones that's yeah. like the full side like ping pong balls <laughs> pretty much uh of the red ones yeah i remember us almost choking yeah us. We, we would look <laughs> we'd look up and then we we're just like nice we got all these and then we would start getting them out and then someone would giggle and then it set <laughs> off the other person giggling and then we would both just start going and then we almost died well, that's because that's when we learned to keep a bowl handy. Because getting them out is not that hard. Just... <laughs> and then you fucking wash them because it's. I don't want to eat spitty grapes. I don't care if it's my spit. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, if I was a kid, I would not eat the grapes. I would get the mission done um, and get out of there. But nowadays, I'd probably just, like eat a, as much food as I possibly could while like ring around the rosying him around the table. It's like he wasn't that I, quick, so I feel like I could run yeah. around the table while scarfing and dodging for at least <laughs> five to ten minutes. I definitely would have tried to see what's in those other mailboxes too. Would the key have worked though? Is there... I don't know, but I would have tried it. Yeah, how did she know it was like that that fucking key? How did she know that one yeah, would work? No idea. Especially when the fairies are like, it's this one, it's this one. But I know for sure. Even if I got it right the first time, I'm trying the other two. There's no way I'm just like, well, apparently this dagger is what I'm after. There's no chance it could be anything else. I'm definitely trying to get in those letterboxes. <laughs> yeah, because I don't see the point in not trying. Like, what's the harm? You lose a couple extra seconds? Well, you spent fucking half a minute scarfing down two grapes, lady. I'm pretty yeah, sure you can yeah. waste the extra four seconds it takes to just try the key. And now, okay, so you followed fairies into a thing and met a tree deer. You've killed a giant frog and took a key out of its stomach. You went into 
hand eyes lair, ate some grapes, almost died, stole a dagger. All this stuff has happened. And now Deer Man is asking for a drop of a child's blood. Is this really where you draw the line and say no? I would I would bamboozle him because as soon as he said it in my head I'm like she's a fucking child why not just prick her finger yeah. like that would work <laughs> and then she got fucking lugered in the yeah. tummy and I was like well there you go there's a lot of blood for you <laughs> you needed a drop I mean, you got a fucking pint buddy. prick me back prick me back come on prick me back luger me back <laughs> I would I would have stuck the kid in the finger for a drop of blood I. Like, out of all the things to say no to, that seems, like, super low on the totem pole. Yeah. I don't think she said no to pricking the child. It was more saying no to, like, giving him the child. Because she was just, like... Because early on in the movie, uh, Mercedes was just like, oh, fawns. Yeah, I, my mother told me about fawns. She said never to trust a fawn. And then all of a sudden, this is another thing that actually happened. The closer it got to the full moon the younger the fawn actually got throughout the whole movie. I thought it was, like, yeah. due to, like, the fact that the princess was completing the challenges and therefore was, like, gaining some powers. Oh, it, it could have been that, too. But in uh, certain mythologies, um, like, the, the closer you get to the moon, like, the more powerful the god, like, gods got. Um, it's the combining then, of the spirit realm and the human realm. But even with the task, like it still followed along, like because she had till the full moon to actually get the task done. But yeah, so I would, I wouldn't trust a creepy dude though. I would be, like, hey, just give me that baby. No, 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 no. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna prick it like a little, just a little one. Like I wouldn't trust. Like, give me the knife. I'll do it myself. Yeah, this yeah. is my brother. I'll pluck I'll his finger it. myself. But I, uh, yeah, I, I would have just given him the baby. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know you're a sociopath <laughs> who fucking tortured frogs when you were a kid, which is actually uh, a leading factor uh, and a very common factor among all serial killers. So yep. when you get caught, that's why I got skinny. So shout me out. Yeah, <laughs> they're looking for a fat guy. They're never going to suspect me. <laughs> <laughs> I shaved my hair recently, lost 200 pounds. You're not supposed to tell them. Yeah, you know what? The more you talk about this, the more sus it seems. Like, <laughs> the next you're going to come up here, you're not going to have any beard, and your eyes are going to be different colors. And then, but, uh, yeah. no, just, uh, just, uh, when's the last time you guys heard from Justin out of curiosity? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, technically, he's online now. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Just, just, got just on his phone making sure, yep, Justin's set to online. <laughs> but yeah, when you get caught, just give me a shout out. Saying that I 100% called it. <laughs> I don't know how early or late in the game I am. But... Uh, oh, speaking of weight loss, uh, the look of the pale man is actually based off of Del Toro's weight loss. Oh, yeah. yeah, he lost a bunch of weight. Yeah, he had a better weight loss, and that's where the physical appearance came from for this fucking gnarly dude. Like, hey, boss, we got, you know, like you gave us a description of the pale man, but like, can you just give us a visual for him? And then he just like takes off his shirt and starts going, <laughs> like that's basically so something like that, but with. He hold his eyes anymore? Yeah. <laughs> He's like basically something like that, but one of the folds flapped over his eyes and yeah. he just picked up two grapes and he's like this is like perfect <laughs> it was like you could, he lost a lot of weight you could really tell in his face but it, it's just his 
he's just got this fat fucking forehead <laughs> that just like plopped down. Over. Popped out both his eyes. He's like, shit, I gotta put these in my hands now. That's the only way I can see it, bros. Oh, man. Alright, the last thing that I... This is what something that really bugs me, and I don't like it. I really hate reading movies. And it's it's not it's not the fact that I hate the like hate the the task of reading. It's because it draws my eyes away from the actual film. So then you you miss stuff because you gotta quickly read what they're saying, and then that's the one irritation I have with subtitled things. See, I just learned to read, and I can do it real quick. So I read it quick, and then I get back up to the action. But I've yeah. also been watching like subbed animes and. TV shows since fucking 2010, yeah. at least. I have uh, good news for you, Zach. Yeah. One of the movies, the next category is not in English. <laughs> Excellent. That's going to be great for you. I cannot wait. Although, I'm telling you, man, you pay me like a solid five to $600, and I'll read the subtitles to oh, you. It's embarrassing. I know it. I'll do but it. Apparently, it's really good, so... Paris I'll just idea. have to maybe I'll just watch it twice and then that way I can. But uh, Del Toro did the English subtitles for this one because I guess the the movie that he was uh, they did previously to this, which apparently this one's like a spiritual sequel to, uh, which is called Backbone or something like that. Uh, yeah, The Devil's Backbone. The the person who did the translations and the subtitles fucked it up so badly. That Del Toro will never trust another translator again. <laughs> so he just did it himself. I feel like that's the best way to do it. Like, especially if you're a director, a multilingual director, yeah. and you want someone to understand the movie, like, just translate it yourself. You're the one making the fucking thing. Yeah. Like, you know exactly what you want it to say. Also, I think the, the problem maybe with this one with the subtitles could have been the fact that Maybe it's the way that Amazon just had, because you can find this movie on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, you have a Prime subscription. Um, the way they had it set up, it was just like, it seemed like it was only um, maybe five or six words per line. Mm. Like, so it was very small. If they would have increased it so that they would actually have like a, a full sentence, then it probably would have been like... That might have been on your end. Because I know that you can change yeah. the size and display and everything of the yeah. subtitles on Prime. So if that then that way I could just read it quick and then go back and actually look and to, to notice the small little things. Because uh, that's the that's where I notice whenever I'm watching the movies. Like even if I watch them over and over again, is finding the little details and stuff that you missed before. I would uh, if for anyone that's gotten this far in, congratulations. And would you be interested in hearing me dub over foreign films? <laughs> um i will do one of two versions one it'll just be my voice for all of them the same (laughs) voice for the entire movie uh the second choice is me getting way way too into the characters yeah you should put that up on like fiverr or something it's like a job just voiceover actor not professional (laughs) also you cannot tell me what to do you give me the lines and i'll give you the fucking character Uh, what do we got? We have like five minutes left. This is pretty good. Here's Even though uh, we started fun out. fact number five. It lost the Oscar, but won awards around the world. Yeah. The the movie film. Yeah, it lost the Oscar just for 
Best Picture, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Best Original Screenplay and Best Foreign Language Film. But one on makeup, um, art direction, and cinematography. I don't know what any of those are, except for makeup. I know that one is. Art direction, I think, is like the scenery and, oh. and the way it's shot and everything like that. And, uh, oh, or no, that's cinematography. Yeah, art direction would probably be like the the character building. So, like, instead of just having like a dude wearing a goat mask, it's the freaky tree person wearing a human. And you know why I give this movie a one out of ten? What? Pan wasn't in it at all. Yeah, whose labyrinth? Pan's labyrinth. Who's Pan? There were zero pans in those labyrinths. (laughs) Although, actually, fun fact about the movie in uh, in North America is the the only place where it's called Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, everywhere else is the actual name, which is uh, El Labyrinto del Fauno. Yeah, so it's basically the Fawn's Labyrinth lit. But um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, the Spanish title refers to the fawns of Roman mythology, while the English, German, and French titles refer specifically to the fawn-like Greek deity Pan. So that's why it's called Pan's Labyrinth in English, because they're just like, well, it's not just, like, what, all fawns? It's all fawns' labyrinth? No, we need one fawn. What? Are they, I don't know what, like, is Pan a very well-known fawn? Because I've never heard of him. He's a Greek deity. I'm Canadian. Where's the Canadian deity fawn, huh? It's a goose. Handing out double doubles and duchies. <laughs> Moose's labyrinth. It's Bullwinkle's labyrinth. <laughs> I would prefer the Moose's labyrinth over the Goose's labyrinth because the Goose's labyrinth is just getting hissed at and my ankles bit. <laughs> She's spent every it's... time you're about to go around the corners. <sighs> what the fuck? God damn it. This is a hallway, not your nest. Is that my golf? That's my golf ball. Let me just pick it up, please. This is, okay, this is how you deal with an angry goose. If it flies at you, you catch it by the neck. Squeeze <laughs> until it calms down or it goes night, and then you <laughs> eat that goose. <laughs> Works as long as you can catch it 100% of the time. If you cannot catch it, run. <laughs> Fucking give up. Just reaching behind you while you're running. Ah! Oh, you just gotta take your wallet out and throw it on the ground. Be like, here's my money. <laughs> smells like maple syrup. Please leave me alone. <laughs> Alright. Let's let's rate this film. Alright. Numbers. Jordan. C. Uh oh. I was trying to rate it in Spanish, but I don't know all the Spanish numbers. I don't Uno dos Tres Quatro Cinco. Trays L times trays. You give it a nine? <laughs> is that I give it like L eight. times? I give, is that I multiplication? Give I give it an eight. You said trays times trays, right? Yeah, I was That's just three doing, times three. I was helping you. That's nine. You're not helping at all. You're fucking yes. everything over. How about you let me rate it, huh? Yeah. You don't tell me I'm gonna not rate it a trays. Trace L times Trace. L times Trace, you racist fuck. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7. It's definitely a good movie. Um, The only thing I think preventing it from getting like a a 9. Is it 8? I will find you. And I will make sure that I will tie you up with your excess skin. Possible murder. How dare you? 
Uh, no, the only, I think the only thing stopping me from giving it like a seven or, or an eight or a nine is uh, I would like a bit more action. Um, like a lot of the explosions, everything, it seemed very fake. Like even the the fire in the woods, like the just the smoke signal, it looked fake. Um, but I was doing some reading up. Uh, and that was because there was a massive drought while they were filming, so they couldn't actually start a fire for fear of it consuming everything. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I gave it a seven instead of a lower number. But, but yeah, seven. <laughs> for because of a drought. For the biscuit. Yeah, I mean, like, the Amazon is currently still on fire, as far as I'm aware. So don't start something, because it's never going to stop. Yeah. Grow up. Be Zach! Yeah. Give me your number! Trez times Trez? No. El Multiplicatio? No. <laughs> A solid L8. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, says. Siete? Is it? I don't know. See. Si. You're sitting in front of a computer yeah, that has a connection ocho. to the internet. Ocho? Ocho. Ocho. It might be Ocho. Oh. Hey, Google. How do you say eight ESPN in eight. Spanish? ESPN 8. You shouldn't be talking right now. <laughs> you fucked it up. You piece of shit. The Ocho. Shh. How do you say eight in Spanish? Now you may speak. All right. Ocho. Oh yeah. Yo, that's a. Here we go. That's a Wait, throwback to, to dodgeball. This is ESPN English. Eight. The Ocho. This is not happening. Eight. Ocho. Ocho. All right. I rated Ocho. Great makeup. Uh, and design and uh, visuals. <laughs> Continue. And uh, uh, time period was good. Uh, just the the. I just like how how they transition, how it describes and shows how well kids deal with traumas and, and what goes on in their head. Just the visualization of that. I really enjoy that part of the film. Plus. Guillermo del Toro is, he's just great and fantastic. He puts out great movies. So I'll give it an eight. Jeff, I have a, this is, I'm going to use a translation, a transition in Spanish. Okay. So after it finishes playing, you give us your rating. Jeff, okay. come bitos, y pene. Eight. I think you mean Ocho. Ocho. Ochi. <laughs> oh gee. Okay, you know what? Here's the translation of what I just said. This is what it... Jeff come bitos y pene. That means Jeff eats bugs and penises. <laughs> Jeff como bichos y pene. <laughs> Jeff rates uh, eight. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I think it has problems with uh, certain scenes not paying off. Um some of the acting was a little sketchy when uh um Obviously, you can't actually hit a child, but when um, the captain struck the little girl, it looked fake as hell. Um, the gorilla units, like, literally being within a kilometer of them at all times, yet them never knowing about it was a little sketchy. Some of the audio was a little off, um, like the creaking sounds, the frog sounds, some of that stuff. Uh, um but it's a decent movie. I I enjoy it. I'll probably actually not an eight, probably a seven and a half uh, is what I'll give it. You ruined everything, Jeff. All right. And I looked at other movies that came out in two thousand. Uh, well, I looked up two thousand four because I'm an idiot. But then this movie came out in two thousand six. 
but this movie had a budget of 19 million. Every movie that I looked at in the top 10, like most made movies in uh, 2004 is what I looked at, um, had a budget of like 100 million or more, except for Passion of the Christ, which had a budget of 30 million. So it still had a 50% bigger budget than Pan's Labyrinth. Hell yeah. So it was not a big budget movie in the slightest. And it came out very well on top, made about $83 million at the box office. I think it probably would have done a lot better if they had like an English dub of it, and that's only because all of the racists in uh, Canada and the United States <laughs> were like, I don't want to listen to no Mexicano yeah. for an hour and 20 minutes. You speak English, oh? <laughs> that was my impression of a racist. I think I got it nailed. <laughs> I'm practicing. All right, so what? What's the total? Uh, total is seven point five. That's nice. That's a good. That's a solid rating. All right. So next week, no, I last. Únete a nosotros la próxima vez cuando matamos otra revisión de cazador de monstruos. Join us next time when we butcher another review of Monster Hunter. <laughs> but in Spanish. No. I'm we're not, not going to speak Spanish. Yeah. We can't, obviously. I, I, I don't speak like this. Sorry. <laughs> yes, Monster Hunter. the uh, Starring Mila Jovovich. Don't stop saying penis in Spanish. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else? So yeah, follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on uh, uh, twitch.tv slash by the railside and Spotify and everywhere you can consume. Oh yeah. <laughs> podcast. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Boya. Oh, yeah. <laughs>